I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Saturday night or afternoon, ready to give you feedback. You left us feedback throughout the week. And now we're going to leave you feedback on the feedback that you left us. It's that simple. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. No, it's not. No, it's not. Folding chair. It's the folding chair. And the unofficial sport... Bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Um, And today's show, the way to leave feedback, look in the show notes or wherever you're listening. Wherever you're listening. There you go. That's it. Voicemail, email, website. All the information is right there. If you're on Spotify, you can look at voting polls. Like it's, all the stuff is right there in your face. You don't have to. You don't have to do a lot of extra. Okay, we like to to go meet you. What do they say? Meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. We meet y'all where y'all are. We we got everything except just like a, a a Christian mingle page. You know, we we are out here. We got these streets apparently. We trying to find y'all. <laughs> yeah. Wherever the listeners at, that's where we are. Wherever one or two are gathered, as they say um but yeah so this is uh where we do our thing we're gonna talk about the people that gave us money the people that voted in the polls people that you know told us we were pretty with the five star views all that stuff i like being told i'm pretty Mm -hmm. and the people well you are pretty and the people that i want to start with are the people that gave us money when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Charlotte's own Rod and Karen. We welcome the good folks who tie to the Black Guy Who Tips. Today's a new day. That's right. New denominations, new motivations. Uh, The first person that gave us money, let me shout out Dostra J. Charlotte Wong Esquire, please say the Esquire. Tiffany B. Mm -hmm. Lindsay B. J. Full. Palmetto Stone Magic. Uh, Mr. Span. Uh, Alfonso M, Autumn W, David C, James C, Jasmine J, Unbridled Love, Dr. Professor Bambi, Latricia C, Kevin W, and lastly, Falcons Diva, our girl. Thank you, everybody, for leaving us the money. We love the money. That's one of our favorite parts of life is getting money. All right. Talk about five star reviews. Mm-hmm. We got left a couple. One. Yay. It's from, it's titled A Must Listen. It's from the United States. That's right. You don't have to live in the United States to leave us a five star review. We'll read it if it's nice. We don't care where you are in the world. We're not xenophobic. Nope. Okay. Anywhere. We'll read it. Your name's better than no name is the person that, <laughs> listener name. 
And it seems that it's an update to an old one. We love updates. Come on, update Let them, us know y'all. you're still riding with us, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of people done fell off this wagon. Uh, y'all so lit, still listening, still a five-star pod. Thank you. I believe that was all the new stuff. Thank you. So thank you so much for the, the update on the review. We appreciate you. And, uh, you know, we we need that. That's all. Leave us five-star reviews, everybody. We we want those. All right. We appreciate them. First episode of the week, 2782. How did you get caught cheating was the name of it. <laughs> name. It's easy. I like Saturday shows because if I remember to do just a tip, that's kind of pretty much the easiest name to name the show. It's what we talk about the longest. Not just a tip. Do it for the ground. Yes. Thank you. Uh, all right, my bad, made a mistake. All right, episode twenty-seven Let's see the first. Now the title is about cheating, but the first four comments, three comments are from Appia, and I know she don't know nothing about that life, so she must be talking <laughs> she don't about know something nothing else. about that life. About the kid in my son's class. Oh, the black kid. Yes. Yes. I didn't talk about it last week because it was too hurtful for me. He changed over the summer. He's cool now. Cool clothes, a cool haircut. <laughs> It done got too cool for you. He doesn't look in my direction anymore. Also, the kids are bigger now, so we are not supposed to, uh, I guess, go to the meeting place where the teacher picks them up in the morning with them. So I see him way less often. I think this relationship might be over for good. Well, I say don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah, because kids get to a certain age, they want to push you to the side. I don't want to be seen with you. All you need to do is make your kids cool. It's easy as hell. Get them some shades and a nice jacket and some Jordans. That's how I've seen it done my whole life. <laughs> Send them to school and that shit. Doing the black kid be friends in no time at all. No time flat. Unless Hollywood movies are a lie, which I don't <laughs> think they are. Uh, she says. Why the, would they lie to me? The views on people from Poland changed a lot here in the last 30 years. Now they are considered acceptable foreigners. I think it's very similar to what happened to the Irish in America, but the Irish had it better with already speaking the language. Plus point for Polish people, they don't look much different. Some of them have a certain style, but if they don't, you don't see it until they speak. People like that, like the fact that they are not Muslims. Yay. And she said, sorry, one more. I know Keith is often listening. That's why I made my remark about Mike as a present for him. You made it. KTG is always on my mind. There you go. Yay. Crossover world. We love the multiverse uh, podcast. Crossover. Suave P says, escargot. Yuck, Rod. I think it's time we need a Karen B. Lion jingle. I know, right? <laughs> Y'all leave me alone. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean says, the Republicans are the party that says government doesn't work and then they get elected and proved it, prove it, says PJ O'Rourke. That's a quote. Your comments about Republican politicians reminded me of this quote. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's how I feel. Uh, Sean says, haven't had French-style escargot, but I have had Chinese sea snails and chili sauce. A bit chewy, but pretty good. Okay. I think I'm going to still take your word for it. I'm not going to eat snails. Sorry. It's not going to be my thing. Everybody got to draw a line somewhere? Snails is mine. Uh, <laughs> vagina is DJ Khaled, so I'm doing way better than him. Everybody everybody got the spot. <laughs> EVE says, the first thing I have, the first time I had escargot was at a fancy steakhouse, and it came in the shell with garlic butter. It was a little chewy, but really good. It's the texture of broiled, 
oyster or clam, well, first of all, you know oysters are very divisive right now. Apparently it is. Okay. Don't, don't eat 48 of them. Don't fight the men and the women in my comments, okay? Don't bring that mess <laughs> over here. <laughs> Keep that over there. Um, but secondly, um, I think the presentation in the shells definitely would throw me off. Like, if I was going to eat one, I'd try the, 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 the thing he did with the ch- chili sauce before I tried the shell snails. But uh, I don't think I would try either. Uh, it's, uh, it's the texture of the broiled oyster or clam. If you do ever try it, recommend, I recommend trying it at an upscale restaurant. It's probably not a dish I try to cook on my own. Well, here's the thing I'd say. Um, you eat Arby's. I rest my case. All right, let's go to. <laughs> That's my thing. I tell but I cook it for you. No, I don't want you cooking it. I want you the let me cook everything else. I yes. cook everything mm-mm, else. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She just trying to get me take out to a fancy French restaurant. I am. It's a lot. I'm not falling for this bullshit. <laughs> you can get. You can get. You can get DoorDash. You can get. I'm not getting no DoorDash snail. Sea snail. Do- oh, what's wrong with DoorDash snail? You will eat it. Yes. Okay, so then what's the problem? Mm-mm. And when we initially said it, I was like, I would try it fried and stuff like that. By the time it gets here, it's going to be cold. I don't want no cold snail. First of all, they don't fry them at the French restaurants anyway. Two, we got uh, air fry. You love air frying stuff. Air fry them snails, my nigga. <laughs> get your mucus on. That's not how that works. You can't just go in, go in the Harris Teeter public and be like, yeah, give me two pounds of snails. You probably can. You just ain't never ordered it because you don't want to eat it. I rest my case. I've never seen a snail. I've seen fish, tilapia. Oh, because the seeing the appetizer snail is that's what you've been waiting on. Is I never seen the snails, and that's my problem. I <laughs> I always want to eat them, but I just don't see enough. If I just saw some delicious snails running around on each other and stuff, then I'll be like, mm. yeah, I'll look at a snail, and be like, God damn, I wish I had some salt, not to kill it, but to eat it. That's. <laughs> I want to marinate the snail. <laughs> uh, on YouTube, someone says, see what had happened was, look, relationships be complicated. And that must, that's our girl, Akita, talking about, <laughs> talking about cheating. Um, <laughs> the poll was, has anyone ever used you as a cheating alibi? Yes or no? No. And I actually said yes or not that I know of. Because technically... You might have been and you, you might not have known. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We could they all might, be somebody's alibi. Yeah, they might have just been in your presence at the time. And right. you'd be like, oh, yeah, you just oblivious to what's happening. Yeah, you thinking it's all good. And then it's just, you know, it's like, you don't, you don't find, you just, they cheated so good you never knew. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes, uh, 45% on our website, 54% not that they know of i am the not that i know of if i was i was oblivious to it and on spotify 32 percent say yes they've been used 48 68 say not that i know of so um it's hard to use people that got a lot of money and notoriety because then people know you where those people be at right, right they know you wasn't with them so i can see why y'all didn't get a lot i can see that too um the comments which what did they move the comments? Oh snap! What's happening? Uh, normally when it says comments, I can just click on the published comments and see because I know people responded to this. But the Q and A was, um, yeah, for some reason it's just out on their website. What what a weird time to be out. 
huh but it was like go listen to us on the marriage be hard podcast and i know people responded to it and for some reason i it's everything's blank I'll keep. I'll try refreshing in the background, see if it'll come back up before the end of the show. If not, maybe we'll try to get to it tomorrow. But okay, the Q and A on Spotify is broke right now, so <laughs> they ain't got That's it. It's weird because the poll, the polls are still up, and it's just a Q and A for everything, huh? I'll try one more thing. I'll try going to another. Um, what do you call it? Another uh, browser. Okay, maybe just, it's the browser, right? To see if it pops up over there. Yeah. yeah. So it sorry might. about this. Oh, it, it, it just might. They might might be down. You just never know. Looks like it's just down. Okay. All right. Wasn't the browser. Damn. Those would be some good. That would be some good stuff. All right. right. Let's go oh. to the next episode. Twenty seven eighty three. The attention economy. We were joined by Brandon and Justin of the mm-hmm. Medium Popcorn Podcast. Um, we got several comments. Appia says, "Here are my important thoughts on Drake." I know I'm a middle-class big pharma manager, a white woman born in 1978 and from Europe and therefore not a, the exact target audience. <laughs> I don't know. That might be Drake's target audience. Don't, don't yeah, discount yourself. Right? You, you definitely not know. writing it for real niggas like myself. <laughs> uh, but I like many hip-hop artists. I tried to listen to Drake multiple times, always with the same result. I don't get it. It's so boring. Now I don't even try anymore. I'm sure Drake will read this and be very sad. Sorry, it's my opinion. Well, first of all, uh, if he reads it and is very sad, he'll probably make a, another album out of it because that's mm-hmm. the kind of music he makes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I think a lot of people aren't in a demo for the people who are going to his concerts, buying his music, and making him like such a big deal, right? Um, and at this point, the only thing he gets from our age group is typically people sharing it to bash it on Twitter, which does help his numbers. Yeah, the don't kill. Yeah. Katrina says, very true regarding Drake. He's always been this way, a way I've never liked, so I've never listened to an album of his. He's participating even more now in the attention economy by bringing his soft G misogyny to anyone who that is hard as shit. And it's perfect fodder for the outrage machine on socials. People won't admit it, but they live for having something to react to. Yeah, they that's, do. that's yeah, the real truth of all do. this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's giving people that outright in ways that don't even pretend to be clever lyrics. Yeah, that's a, yeah, like. Yeah, just personal attacks. A lot of times for no reason. Even when people like share the stuff that they'll share it with like, we think Drake was talking about Rihanna. And it's obviously talking about Rihanna because it's not clever. Like it's like it's just what uh it's what a basic ass rapper would say about Rihanna. So I you know at this point I just his lack of ingenuity and creativity has been holding him back for a while, and I think he's in a rut. And I think his thing is I'm just gonna piss everybody off, and that's how it ends up infiltrating the zeitgeist because the only thing worse than being terrible and nobody listening. Uh, being terrible and everybody listening is being terrible and nobody listens. Ain't that the truth? And and of course, there's like a counterculture to all this stuff. And we are out of his age demographic. So um, one thing people keep saying is, I wanted to see him grow up. I want to see him grow up. Well, you know what happens when you grow up with your fans? You sell less records normally. Yes, you do. You know, he's he's chosen what I think is the easy way out. But 
everybody who's at a club right now, I would like them to listen to my music. That's right. what he's decided. And he and the numbers ain't lying. I mean, clearly it's working for him, uh, where hip hop is sales are down forty percent or something. It's uninspired to people like us who want to hear some real life or something that reflects reflects our lives. But um it's working for him, man. That whatever's the wave right now, get a couple young artists mm-hmm. and now he's jumping on this kind of like incel ish vibe that that he's always had but he's getting he's doubling down on it uh, I, I mean it is what it is it's a product yes it is um she goes on to say uh his greatest sin lately is firing shots at black women folks like and respect more than him megan esperanza rihanna well black women respect those black women more than they respect drake I don't know that that's everybody, by which I mean, like, there's a lot of people. Drake's a big fucking deal, so there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that probably respect Drake more than Esperanza. His his The sin of it is only a sin to a targeted group of people that he is, you know, using using as, like, the punching bag for his shit. I, like, I, I doubt he's even really fully thought it through. He's He also talks shit about some other... Like, he talks shit about some white people on that album. I just don't know who the white people is. Nope. Um, like, <laughs> I saw somebody sharing it. Like, is this about Katie McGoins or whatever the fuck, like, YouTube? Uh, I was like, I don't know who Katie is. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, Sorry to that lady. I, I don't know her. Yeah, I wouldn't even say, like... I, I don't know. I'll just put it this way. I, I agree that that's what's helping him go viral around the people I know. I just feel like it's on purpose. Like, yes, it is. Like, it ain't a mistake. I think he he really sat down and was like, I can't come up with nothing that's going to really move the needle. That I can't come up with a sound or lyrics that people going to talk about because they were so dope. Let me just slide on into I'm talking a bunch of shit about people and see who's going to bite. Uh, Katrina also says one more thing I'm commenting as I listen what you said about it being shocking if Drake made songs about real grown man life grown man shit in his life reminds me of what Cardi said about how she doesn't put her actual struggles on the songs because she's aware uh, to know people oh yeah she's self-aware to know most people's real ass plight can't relate so I wonder if Drake's immaturity in part of the of his so far successful image uh oh if it is part of that yeah i I think so yes yes of course and you brought up a good point when you were saying that you know if these artists grow up their sales go down yeah because we're not at clubs a lot a lot of uh, not trying to find a lot of us we're not going to be the one buying the shit and streaming the shit and all that stuff if most of us listen to it barely and i mean you got kids yes because you busy you got shit to do you got a job like the the he would like to be popping in he's in the club he would like to be popping in the club as long as fucking possible uh shout out to dragonfly jones who calls him the old man of the club that i think that's a perfect um perfect analogy they had a good episode of jenkins and jones podcast last week where they talked about the drake album uh it's kind of later in the show but it's a funny show so all of it's good mm-hmm. uh, i'm a fan of their, their podcast but yes, um the uh stuff they said about the drake album i was like yes that's it. Like it's, you know, cause they're a little younger than me. Even I, I he never was for me. Mm-mm. I was just too old. It's not even yeah, like I was too good started, of a nigga when to he do first that. Started, I was already too old. Yeah, I was just I'm too old. This, he always sounded like he was rapping to 19 year old girls to me, um, and 19 year old dudes that wanted to fuck 19 year old girls. Like he just sounded like that. Um, 
so yeah listening to them talk about it i was like that's the perfect way to listen to it so check that out uh she says for the niggas that are looking to forget about their problems not wanting to grow up deflecting by blaming women yeah yep that's why the fucking um you know uh the man the spear thing took off you know in the pandemic over the last few years bunch of entitled dudes that feel and think like drake uh ramsey d jenga says five stars episode was good brandon and justin always bring the funny enjoyed the conversation about the attention economy the world rewards harmful and trash behavior through clicks and likes mike says i voted let them fight because i find myself agreeing with damn near every side of the drake debate it's about the poll between drake and uh joe budden uh, on the uh, on the one hand, the people who don't like his content seem so pressed to me. It's like they're going to McDonald's and being mad they can't get a Whopper. But at the same time, the biggest rapper in the game putting out a solid uh, album out should spark interest and dialogue from the casuals and diehard alike, diehards alike. I think Drake sees his consistent numbers and success and says to himself, why would I change the formula? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you just said. Yep. I agree. Cause especially that why would I change the formula shit that's to me a big part of this is everyone is telling him it they don't like it but the numbers aren't reflecting that no they not and they don't so, and, and, and the numbers don't care if you listen because you like it or you listen because you fucking hate it the numbers don't care yeah the numbers are the numbers and he's getting more listens than everybody so mm-hmm. it's a little bit like he may want it quote unquote like the critical acclaim and stuff at some point in his career he may want to be literally everybody's gold or something but he don't seem like he's worried about that at the moment and he's just gonna make a numbers argument hey i was streaming this much i had more hits than mike jackson i did this that and other fuck everybody said they don't like me i'm the man and maybe he gonna ride with that i don't know miss barnes says that is so sad about the dcu uh oh what is so sad about the dcu is that there are so many good stories from the graphic novels and it translates so well in animated movies and many of the tv series Mm -hmm. however when it comes to the big screen it just doesn't translate well with the exception of wonder woman and suicide squad and a few other exceptions my favorite dcu story is blackest night brightest day from the green lantern series however i would be terrified if they attempted it on the big screen if anything make it animated keep it pushing and my thing is not about translating well it would translate great the problem is the people that are over it mm-hmm. would they allow you to go full cartoon would, like like cartoonish would they allow you to be like yeah we're gonna put these outfits on we're not going to quote unquote take ourselves seriously we're going to completely dive into this world like 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 this is what we're going to do we're going to actually give the people what they want but it's always something with them and the thing is uh them a lot of some of their movies recently that people have liked you know what they didn't do no fucking promotion the first shazam the first wonder woman you know some of the movies that people are like this is great they yeah. did no fucking promotion then the shit that sucked it was goddamn everywhere it's very very confusing it's very frustrating because like you said it's like the animated group does not talk to the other group and basically you could take the animation and do it shot for shot in a movie almost and 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 not change anything not change anything maybe mm-hmm. some things because of physics physics or whatever but you can do cgi for a lot of things now it's it's just the fact that whoever's over it they don't actually fucking care about the product they don't care about the about, about the content and the, and, and the foundation of what they're trying to present they're like we're just gonna make money and they're fucking sucking at it i agree uh eve says i love when brandon and justin are guests they're so funny and i love medium popcorn 
I think Doja Cat is either suffering from mental issues or she has some huge self hate issues. Kind of, I mean, could be both. Look how may look how be. Uh, she's half black and half Jewish, a double negative to the white supremacist she seems to support. Right? I wonder if she thinks she'll get the same support from her fans if she starts making a different type of music. She may find she no longer has the same support from the black or white fans. Drake has a couple songs that I like, but I don't find most of his music memorable. Um, uh, I can say I'm a I can't say I'm a hip hop rap expert, but he seems to be a trend follower, not a trend maker, and that probably is why his music seems stagnant. Uh as a person that's listened to the music i'd say it's like half and half i think as he's getting older he's becoming more of a trend follower but that's every old rapper for the most part because you're not making new shit at that like you're you're a that's what a you're not having a new lived experience to bring back a new sound you know these kids coming up are the ones that are gonna make the new sound for hip-hop and I think a lot of us are finding ourselves going back to the older artists anyway because um, the OGs have a level of consistency that the new dudes don't, you know, for a lot of for a lot of the people that want to listen to, like, male rappers for the record. You know, right. I think the women are kind of doing their own thing that, mm. that is pushing it forward. Yes. Um, to a certain degree. I, I know it's starting to get over, like, it's starting to get oversaturated, but that's what success does in hip hop is someone breaks through. People start coming up just like a one degree off, one degree off, one degree off. And then you look up and you're like, Oh, everybody's doing pussy rap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you, it don't start that way, but that's how it ends up. Anyway. Um, I would say that like, sometimes he's, he bring, he's always, he's not a musician. So he's always going to be to some extent, uh, behind the trend, but when you get as big as him, what it's about is elevating other people. Jay-Z did this a lot. You know, um, Nas tried to do this. Well, you bring in some other people that got a new fresh sound, and then you kind of link up with them, and y'all bounce off each other till you make something unique. You know, I love, the, like, the the Nas and uh, the Marley uh, LPs that they did together where it's like, oh, okay, we, we're mixing, like, these Allen sounds and this hip-hop, like, you know, the thing for Drake, I think, is um, as of late, his content has been uninspired, un- uninspired. Then he gets the features from the up-and-coming artists, um, which they seem, I mean, some of these features, they be killing them because it's, it's their opportunity to shine on a big-ass platform that they might not always get. Right. Um, and then sound-wise, I mean, he's tried some stuff. He, I mean, he was doing that fucking house music shit. The his shit came out, I think, before Beyonce shit it, did. It, it did, and, so, and people act like it was it was just the worst thing ever. Yeah, like mm-hmm. people act like he heard Beyonce was coming out with this. With <laughs> I mean, it sounds so ridiculous if, to knowing what goes into making everything, but right, like he heard her album was gonna be that, and then like a week before her album dropped, he rushed and made it this other album. I don't. I think he's he's trying. I just don't think he's very successful. Uh, he's also a coward because he only comes for what he seems to think are easy targets, mostly women. He's peaked and he knows it, which is why Joe Budden's criticism really got to him. He's going outside. Uh, I don't think he. I don't think it's just about it being easy targets because he also went at Pusha T and Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had some pretty good rap beefs in his career, and he's he's kind of like LL a little bit, where he's won a lot of them, not 
all of them, but he's won a lot of them because people don't think he's that greater. Like people are like, "Oh shit, he actually came back with some pretty hard shit." And That's, he's very funny, truth be told. Like he's a really right. really funny dude. He know how to execute lines. Yeah, yes. which is a huge part of winning a battle is being mm-hmm. funny. Anyway, all that shit to say, like, um, I think as of late with him being so uninspired and his main critics being like, he feels a little like Chappelle. Chappelle uses trans people to really fight with the people that are on the left that are, that he feels are anti-comedy. So, so that, so he's gotten stuck there. Trans people have basically been the, um, been the bystanders in this whole thing you know whether they like it or not i know there's a range of opinions on trans people's feelings towards dave Chappelle, but i'm not even arguing about whether you like what he's doing or not or whether it's okay or not i'm just saying four or five specials in you're like oh this dude is make making comedy specials to fight twitter yes and i came to see hear your comedy i didn't come to hear you talk about some online niggas drake feel like that to me his last few albums feel like he knows what people are going to say about him on Twitter. And the patron saints of pretty much black Twitter are very famous black women. And and I think he 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 thinks he, he's fucking being so clever and so fucking whatever. Because look at these bitches getting mad again. Ha ha ha. I'm going to say this line about Megan Thee Stallion. Everybody, you know, everybody's going to go listen to my song. And I just feel like that's the lowest level of creativity is the shock like i pissed everybody off like that it doesn't take a lot to do that show me what you're doing that's that that another rapper can't do show me why you better and to me i think he's he's run out of whatever that used to be trey says speaking on drake i have to say it's also extremely dumb business move it's just a plain unnecessary move by him to go after these celebrity women on wax like he has been doing with the latest album talking crazy about rihanna esperanza spalding jazz performer who beat drake in the past grammy category fyi and the 21 savage collage collab album talking crazy about meg women listeners have low-key or hell high-key been the biggest consumers and supporters of his music over the years that's what he says you know i don't know if the numbers back that but that's what he says that's always to me i've always felt like that was his excuse like oh the reason i'm making this kind of soft music is because girls love it and we just take his word like girls must love it but i don't know that he's the ll like when ll was making music and it was ladies love cool james ladies loved cool james come it, on licking them lips yes sir yeah so i don't and, and like it could be an age thing this isn't a you know Shit, ladies I'm, love ll now right and he may accidental racist um so it could be an age thing where i never was around the kind of women that are like drake is the tops that's what the fuck he's the sex symbol we want and and that that's absolutely feasible i haven't bounced it off of anybody i'm just re-answering your question because i haven't thought about it but uh i do wonder if if those are even his biggest consumers i think he just has run out of ideas this is to me it's just shock values here's me talking about a black woman who's minding her business everybody goes oh and he goes ah ha, 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 i got you uh, i don't yeah i don't even know if he means it or not I just assume he does and move on. <laughs> I mean, it's easier to assume he does because right. why the fuck are you still doing this? But if correct, it's not like if I found out he was like, 
I just be trolling and talking shit and I don't mean any of it. It's not like I would look at him bad favorably. I look at him worse. Yeah. I'm like, so you don't you just what? You just be saying shit? <laughs> right. Like rap about your fucking son, nigga. Rap about your life. If you I mean, this is a difference between him and Cardi, by the way. Someone brought up Cardi. Cardi's like, I'm not gonna share my life with y'all because I know how people are gonna feel about that, like hating. But if you listen to Cardi's music, it's it's got a goal of like keeping you a, like entertained. Her goal isn't to piss you off. Mm-mm. No, it's not. That's the difference. Like Drake's goal with his music has been like, I don't want to go viral on Twitter for 48 hours. Cause I was saying reckless shit. It's not. Yes, the whole goal sometimes is like yeah. just to piss you off. Sometimes I think he might throw lines in there just to, like you said, just that's to what make I think. people mad. It, it don't seem like he because it doesn't make. When's the last sense. time I showed somebody just shared you a Drake song because they thought the song was dope? Oh, well, that's been a you hot know? minute. When's the last time somebody wrote about how just how dope the album was and it wasn't? Well, the album has these sounds, but let's stop and talk about what he said about X Star here. Correct. You know? Uh, but yeah, we'll see if, if that's even true about women listeners being his, his bread and butter. Um, but yeah, peace. Thank you. The, the poll Drake, versus, Drake versus Joe Budden. Who you got Drake, Joe Budden, or let them fight. Karen. Oh, let them fight. I don't care. 87% of the audience agrees with let them fight. Uh, um, <laughs> And then when it comes to uh, Spotify, uh, da, 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 here we go. Uh, it is 86. So it's almost identical. So 6% Drake, 6% Joe Button, then most of people saying let them fight. And then on uh, Spotify, 3% Drake, 11% Joe Button. And probably because people listen to Joe Button's podcast on Spotify. So maybe yes. that's it. Mm-hmm, I can see that. And Q&A still not working, guys. So I don't know what Ooh. that's about. Uh, let me check the comments on YouTube real quick. Uh, for the attention economy, we had uh, two comments. Trey says, women love Drake. Plain and simple. And ninjas know that and consume Drake whether it for good or bad, to engage with women. Maybe because I'm a bit younger than you guys, but for the mid-30s and below, Drake has been the culture for over a decade now. During Instagram's peak, Drake was probably the most quoted person when people needed a catchy quote for their IG post. Even Issa's character on Insecure Season 1 had that quote, he just really gets us, referring to Drake when Daniel said every black girl that went to college likes Drake. I personally haven't listened to a Drake album in full for some years now. But every time I think his stars faded, when I go out in these streets, he's still heavily in rotation with the ladies. Really enjoyed the discussion, guys. Yeah, like I said, people say it's it's the women. I don't I personally don't know if it's the women, but also haven't done any level of research and as you brought up we old so I'm not I'm not around like the twenty five year old club lane of girls that's going out he raps the kind of shit they would want to hear and honestly i'll kind of blame some of these younger rappers if that shit is true not because just because they're not catering to women but because a lot of these dudes just are not putting the time in to make music that has like elocution and diction and uh you know word choice like 
you know, I like I, I hate to paint with a broad brush, but I I'm not just one of these people that's shitting on young people. Mm-mm. I do listen to a shit ton of music, probably more than most people, and most of it being rap. And it just a lot of these dudes are not trying to, um, they're not even trying to attempt to get past you know just the mumble rap trap repeat type of type of you know the drug rap shit. And uh, yeah, so Drake is still in that lane basically by himself. Uh, in the attention economy, wouldn't the best thing to do be ignoring idiots, says Lakita? I know it's probably easier said than done, but if any attention is your currency, can we just stop paying it? Um, sure, you could. I think um, you're just never going to get that. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. easier said than done. I'm, yep. I mean, look at our show. We still talked about it. We just didn't talk about it in the like very simple uh black and white you know fuck drake <laughs> isn't funny that he like we talked about it a little deeper like why why are we care about this why are we obsessed with this why why is this like the goal for uh, rappers that we're supposed to be thinking of as accomplished rap musicians why are they still going to the just just trolling well so, you know, we still kind of did it. So I think and, everyone talks about these things. And also when it, you know, people don't want to, this is how I feel, when it comes to the attention in the economy, yes, everybody could ignore it, everybody could move on and things like that. But my thing is this, most people, you know, with the exception of some, have some form of social media. You have some people that are not on social media at all, not talking about you. But the vast majority of the people underneath the sound of our voice, even if they don't use it, have a social media site. Why do you have that social media site? Like, like, why do you have a Twitter or a Facebook or Instagram or TikTok? A lot of it is for attention. Bottom line. Like people, people, when people say that, they always say that at, at, at other people. And I'm, I'm not saying about you, look at what I'm saying. When people make that statement, they always say it like everybody else is the problem, but they're never the problem. And everybody thinks that they're never the problem, but every, but the people who think they're never the problem are the same people who the camera turns out, now the camera is inwards, which means you post selfies, you post pics, you post pictures of your food, you post pictures of your family, you constantly talk about these various different things. We are all are victims of attention economy. We all get it, but some, a lot of us get it on smaller scales than others. You know, when it's on such a big scale, people go, why don't you ignore it? Well, then if, if we do that, you need to ignore individual people too, which we're not going to do. Yep. I agree. Um. All right. Uh, that was the Q- oh yeah the Q and A still not working. Fuck. All right. You know what? Um. Fuck it. We gotta we gotta play some music here anyway to put some commercials. Okay. Kill that shit, okay? Let me tell y'all. Um, he probably would. He would be crying about some girl that stopped calling him because he cheated. Ooh. Uh, the worst Denzel ever was the next episode. We had six comments. Miss um, <laughs> Barnes says, I'm sorry, Rod. You were swindled. That is not Denzel voice, at, not at all. 
<laughs> uh, you need a Denzel from Fences voiceover. Ah, oh, that would be nice. I mean, it's hard to do an impression that short in the first place. Like, I get it. You know, it's, you got to establish like your, you know, your I'm, your Denzelisms in uh in a, in like ten words or something. I listen to the Blackout Tips podcast because Rod and Karen and Hyde. It's not giving a lot, but the best can do it. You know, I, I think Trump. The JL's Trump impression is is so good with it. Um, you know the the goofy impression Homer Simpson. Like some of these, they nail it. I just think that dude Denzel was not that great. And in, and in fairness to him, uh, JL did text me to say the original clip I played on the show of from fiverr he said it actually isn't that bad it's he said to him it does and he's a master impressionist so if he say it's not that bad I, i'm not gonna fight him he said it sounds like denzel to him and to me i said to him i reply like it sounds like denzel calling his bank <laughs> like it don't Can I speak to a manager it don't sound like an actor denzel <laughs> sound like denzel completely bereft of all denzelisms that he has just like ordering a pizza, ordering you know, <laughs> can I get can I get two tacos? That's not what I wanted. Obviously, I wanted Denzel like, like give the him, actor. Yeah, yeah, I wanted him to give me a little something, man. Denzel laugh or something. I didn't get that, so <laughs> I think it's the worst, the worst Denzel I've ever heard. You know, so uh, but this this is uh this is Trump from JL. I listen to the Black Guy O-Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. He did it. If I played that for anybody, go, that's Trump. This dude, uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't giving it to me. Uh, I listen to the Black Guy who tells Like, what, is Denzel doing a white voice because he's at work? <laughs> All right, Evie, he says. Doing TPS reports. Here goes EV. That Denzel voice kind of sound like him a little if you know that's what it was supposed to be on the voice actor's website, but that promo he recorded for you was a whole ass white man. Thankfully, it was only $5. Mm-hmm. Abia says, great. Now I want a gar- new garlic press. Are you working for Big Garlic Rod? At least a minute. <laughs> I-, I bought one after the show. Yes, I like a good garlic press. We got the one with the wheels. We got the ones that crush. The one with the wheels broke. That's why I bought a new garlic press. Ah. Uh, worst Denzel ever. I felt pissed on your behalf, said Brooklyn Shoe Babe. Keva says, gender wars, the sperm-obsessed preacher. We really did need to dig into this man's past and present because he is dropping more hints about crimes committed than Cosby did. Mm. <laughs> he does sound creepy. All right. Uh, CG Eater says, I mean, you can kind of hear Denzel in there, but he did no extra work to bring it out. None of his inflections, phrasing, or anything. He just didn't try. But for real, though, I always thought that Bob from Bob's Burgers one was the butthead from Beavis and Butthead. Ha ha. That's funny. I can see that, too. Um, And then, let's see. Anything on YouTube for this one? Just the home I create, sending us a heart emoji. Thank you. We appreciate it. Oh, we like that. Um, and then the poll, will the Catholic Church bless same-sex unions, yes or no? No. 25% yes, 75% no. So most people agree with you, Karen. Uh, but, you know, there's a quarter of the audience that's holding out hope, you know. 
Uh, and then on um, Spotify, 13% yes, 87% no. So even less people holding out hope on Spotify. They said, listen, I know where these ties go. Um, <laughs> episode 2785, MAGA Libs. We got 10 comments. What the hell is we talking about? Uh, Tiny's and Coast like and Drake the Maniacs, Fried Dumplings, McDonald's New Sauce, uh, Aaron Rodgers on the McAfee. Oh, yeah, this is a good show. Uh, EVE says, Congratulations on the good job you're doing on Drake the Maniacs, Fried. Here's to all your future accolades. People will probably say it was playful banter between Aaron Rodgers and Travis Kelsey, but Aaron Rodgers was clearly bothered by Travis's response. Yes. He pretended to laugh it off, but it's always going to, always seems like the go to response for these QAnon cucks is to say, Let's debate. If it's just playful banter, what's the need for debate? Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. I agree. I do, too. I love when me and EV agree. It don't happen often. But when we do, we be cool. Justin said, <laughs> I don't know how other people feel, but I like the banter. One of the reasons I like talk radio on podcasts is that sometimes the host and the audience definitely have no idea where the conversation is going. I say keep the banter up. Okay. One vote for banter. Mm, banter. Jason Momoa, this is Apia. Jason Momoa dresses the same way Johnny Depp always does. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say that? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Me and me and Apia, we right mm-hmm. here. But what never stops being funny to me, uh, Depp means moron in German. <laughs> what? I did not know is that, that where derp comes from? Hmm. Uh, maybe even worse, more like the village idiot. So when you say Depp fans, it's always amusing for your German-ish friend, Appia. <laughs> That's hilarious. Brooklyn Shoe Babe says, just made my day, Appia. Mm-hmm. Learn something new. Sharing the knowledge. Each one teach one. Brooklyn Shoe Babe says, I, for one, love your bantering. All right. Okay. It's two for banter. Abby says the other good the other good one Puff Daddy when this was his name Puff means brothel. Oh, so Puff Daddy means brothel daddy. Oh, so that's like a pimp. <laughs> brothel daddy kind of that's kind of that's kind of a pimping ass name. Ain't it brothel daddy? Yeah, <laughs> He's the brothel daddy. Bitches, where's my money? It's brothel daddy coming there. Run, <laughs> run, girl. We in trouble. Uh, Pamela's mate, Pamela mate says, just popped over to Spotify to get Drake the Maniacs five stars. Got his book, Black as Fuck History on Kindle. Hold at the library too, so I can learn more. Yeah, my uncle told my dad told me my uncle bought the book mm-hmm. off of his interview on our podcast. So, small world. Mm-hmm. It's a I also didn't know my uncle listened to this show. Me uh, it's a great. I'm about to say, which uncle? Uh, I, what would I say on the show? Oh, my I, bad. I, I, text me girl I, I, i'm sorry get in the group chat i get I'm, i was out of the group chat i'm sorry it's a great show and i agree i'm sure it takes a lot of work to both get into facts and make it entertaining i'm new to learning about black history and sometimes for me the subject matter can be heavy it is it is heavy and it can be heavy the 1619 project was excellent but sometimes it took my breath away like in a stressful way and i'd have to switch over to lighter fare before i could switch back over you're doing good work out there and you and the rest of the team are to be commended thank you mm-hmm. and uh yeah it can be a lot and uh we're very thoughtful about what goes in there and i and I, I like for me I I just admittedly tell people I'm not a very sensitive person to this type of stuff. Right. So if you feel like something needs to be taken out, I'm going to trust you on that always because I'm the kind of person that's like, 
if that's what they did, tell me what they did. I don't right. want you to sugarcoat it and try to, because to me, my mind is already past the like shame mm-hmm. or guilt or shock or outrage. And other people haven't worked through that. Yeah, I, I'm past that. I've been reading this stuff since I was like 13, 11 years old. So now I'm at this point of being like, just tell me what the fuck they did. Rip the bandaid off. I don't feel like, you yeah, know, going, going through, through the, all this. Right. You know? Uh, Hustle No Flow says, Gender Wars comment was on point. The guns came out big ways for Will and Jada, Atlanta Oyster Day, and No Cheesecake Factory Day. It's like folks are always going to feed the beast. Mm-hmm. And we're going to feed it later this week. All three of them segments. <laughs> if, if, well, shit. If we we going to get behind because we take days off, unlike the Gender Wars. So... <laughs> Who knows what the who fuck is going to be by tomorrow? Shit, it might be something completely different. Right. Tomorrow's Sunday, y'all know them niggas like Sundays. Right. They bored before the NFL come on. NFL start at 930 because they want to play over in London somewhere. So shit, they'll be early in the and morning it, then. And it don't have to be a famous person. It could just mm-hmm. be like a brother tried to split the check on the first date. Now we got a fucking new gender wars uh, title. I know. We need theme music. Gender wars. 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 Uh, <laughs> Ramsey D. Jenkins says five stars for the episode and five for Apia with the jokes and her European brand of banter never change Apia. Trey says, I absolutely love the banter. Please keep doing it whenever y'all can. Great episode. Peace, Trey. Thank you. Thank Mm you. Yeah, I think I had meant to make that the poll, the the banter, like should we keep the banter? And I forgot to make it the poll. So y'all writing in saying, hey, please keep it. I mean, y'all, y'all are y'all are letting us know because nobody <laughs> y'all, y'all like it because that's something that me and Roger me and Roger do a lot of podcasts. But me and Roger be in the car riding and about. We realize like more and more podcasts is like sometimes five, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes. Sometimes of them just talking about bullshit before they actually move off to whatever I'm here to listen to. I'm I'm open to experimenting with the show, man. I'm not a stickler. No, so we could be flexible too. It's like, oh, we could just talk about nonsense too. Yeah. Uh, and then on YouTube, the home I create, heart emoji, Jinxful says, to Karen's point about Brother West. <laughs> uh, Brother West? That, was, uh, that It made me laugh because I texted, uh, J.L. Covan does, uh, I, I forget the exact name. I've been calling him Carnegie East, but he does an impression of Cornell West that is, it's getting better every week, but it's so funny to me. I just, I, I think I just love Cornell West impressions. And uh, I, when he was texting about the Denzel one, uh, I was like, "We need a Cornell West one." Were you being like, uh, "Brother, Brother Rod and Sister Karen"? Uh, <laughs> I listened to the Black Count. It was. I don't know why it has been so funny to me in my head. It probably can't live up to it in real life because it's taking on a life of its own in my head, but. I just picture like Cornell West saying a bunch of shit they got nothing to do with the podcast. You know, like the neoliberal uh, plutocrat establishment. Like, <laughs> to get, to just say the blackout tips. Hold on, just take two, brother. Hold on. Let's start over. <laughs> <laughs> and since I left the green party, I got on a party of the blackout who tips. Right. <laughs> sir, sir, cut. Cut, cut, take three. Take it up deep breaths and shit he be doing before you finish the sentence. Big ass vocabulary words for no reason. Oh, man. Love that dude. 
Uh, to Karen's point about Brother West, I was wondering if he's ever tried to run for more local positions. I did a quick look, and I didn't see where he's ran any other campaigns. As Karen mm-hmm. pointed out, if you're serious about creating a new party and changing the system, why not do the work to take the office outside of the presidency? Right. Why only wait for the big race you know you can't win? Sometimes I think people just be doing this so they can have something to complain about and talk about why the system doesn't work. Folks put up minimal effort and be like, I tried. I tried. It didn't work. See, most frustrating thing about it about it is that this failed attempt will validate the position of people who choose not to vote, who will continue to spread their apathy to others. And validate was in quotes, just so y'all know that, that he sent anyway. Um hey. Mm-hmm. I was saying, not only that, all they do is just fuck up the elections because when they do this, they pull votes away from one candidate or both candidates. A lot of times they have swung elections off of this bullshit. And it's one of these things where it's like, motherfucker, we're taking this seriously. Don't bring your ass over here if you're not seriously, you know, if you're not really serious. Because my thing is this start from the ground roots. If, like, like, that's if you really want it done and you really fucking tired and you're, and, and, and you are really, really serious about it, I like you say, have not ran for any other fucking position. Not dog catcher, not right. mayor, the goddamn student council president, nothing, bitch. But yet you want to run for fucking president? Get out my motherfucking face. Wait until later this week when I tell you why he left the Green Party. Uh-oh. When you see that quote, boy, I laugh so hard. <laughs> but, yeah, I love me a, a Cornell. I love some Cornell West, like, impressions. No, not enough people do them, and it's super funny. Yeah, and somebody and uh, somebody bought up in there talking about it's for the money. Yes, because a lot of times it's grifting because, you know, they can raise money. So a lot of times they just get people to give them money. Actually, your girl on the Green Party who talking about a revote. Jill Stein. And, and we ain't heard from her motherfucking ass since. Yeah, yeah. It's sad because I feel like there's a delineation in Cornell West's career um, that most people would say starts with Obama's inauguration. Mm-hmm. I would say stars with the Matrix Two. <laughs> like, like I got the Matrix two. after the Matrix Two. I was man, that shit did not sit right with me. I was like, "What are you doing? What the fuck? We can't have a president that was in the Matrix Two. Come on, man, be serious. We're gonna let Roy Jones Jr. run too? Like, come on." Um, about the Bupak guy, that is sad as it seemed like he was, had a noble cause and it's interesting that his work hadn't gone more viral. But to your point, Rod, that situation does sound a bit like he got caught up in the trap of needing to generate more content. Depending on where birthdays fall, a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old could potentially be a junior high school and a sophomore high school, but most likely a gap of two, eight, two grades. I'm not sure what that's an issue worth of pursuing, yeah, cause like, what would the police even do with that if that's not illegal? And there's gonna be a lot of states where that's not illegal, right? So, like at that point, I it's and I think once I read that he was like physically beating people up on camera and stuff, I was like, oh, so at some point it's just content. Now you got you can't not have a video this week. Can't be like nobody got caught. It's like fuck it, we'll make the seventeen year old work. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but maybe things have changed since and I've been in high school since I've been in high school. So now it looks like you have a grown man physically assaulting some teenagers, of course, not defending them, shooting him. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be surprised if those kids really get any trouble for that. He attacked them. Right. Gonna, like maybe they'll get in trouble like you shouldn't have a gun. But oh shit, actually, depending on the state, that's probably legal. 
Yeah, you get a mocho from the from the gun, right? No, I'm saying a kid having a gun is probably legal. I'm probably I'm thinking of it like it's not, but who knows? Yeah, depending With on our state. laws. Yeah, de- 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 depending on yeah, that's true. De- I think it was Michigan, so yeah. they probably got some hunting laws or something that let you have a gun, or maybe maybe there's some obscure part of the law like he could he could have had a rifle, but he had a handgun. But I don't know, man. It might be a chance that those kids don't even go to jail right depending so, on the law and all sad and maybe it's just me maybe because i'm old and black i'm like don't bother me like i'm minding my business you coming over here with the yuck yucks if i fuck you up baby well, he I- wasn't doing pranks he was said he was i don't know if you forgot the story it was he was he got shot and killed because he was a person that was trying to be like chris hansen of the hood Oh, that dude. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So it yes, wasn't yes, like yes, he yes. was coming up to the people as but, a but prank. Pranks. I, I see. He what you're really saying. thought. Yes, 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 I would yes. guess in his mind, he thought he was beating up pedophiles. Even okay, in, it was a bit questionable at this point compared to some of his earlier work. Right, and you just just walking up on people like yeah. that, and they don't know who you are. They possibly thought they was in danger. As far as they right. was concerned, they were defending themselves. You could be right, and still one of these dudes could shoot you and probably not go to jail. I, I agreed. Like you could, they it could be like, yes, he's a pedophile. Also, you start beating somebody up and they shoot you, you they're not going to go to jail for that. Right. It's not like he walked up with a camera and be like, hey, I'm such and such. I'm blah, 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 blah. But he, know, he walked up and just started whooping people's ass and they were like, oh, I got shot. Yes, you walked over here and beat me. Yes, I have. The, yeah, you, the fuck is this? Right. Um. So, all right. Uh, Back to this, though. He says, um, oh, of course not defending him, shooting him. I'm just thinking about how someone sometimes when folks get caught up in that content trap they end up losing the plot yeah that's that's really the sad part to me is to think you know he had good intentions but by the end of it it seemed like he was just down to like whoever the fuck i can get on camera and beat up or get on camera and mm-hmm. accuse of being a pedophile then they they mentioned that there was one person that was falsely accused it's like well you gotta be right if you're doing you something like this, be right. it can't be close. You got to be like, hey, he definitely did it. You can't be rolling up on no 50-50 cases, dog. <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> Ain't no such thing as a 50-50 pedophile, man. People going to be out there looking for these folks, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then, like you say, they don't know what's happening. They just You're just randomly getting attacked, and... This is one thing, you know, we're running up on somebody go wrong, yeah. and it went wrong. Um, <clears throat> the last episode was, of course, our Walking Dare episode. We had one comment. It was episode 2786, Hope and Change. EV says, I feel like I'm discovering this show all over again through these recaps, thoroughly enjoying your commentary. I think by far the Commonwealth has the, had the weakest main villain because Pamela is not about that life. Hornsey was scarier than her. I agree. Mm-hmm. She she, she, yeah, she thinks she is strategic right. badass, but she's making a lot of errors that I honestly think if she would have uh, kept Hornsby some of this shit, she wouldn't have failed for it because he'd have been like, no, send him all to whatever number two or some shit like that. He'd be right. like, no, don't be doing this bullshit because if you if you don't, you know, do this, they're, they're going to it's going to come back to bite your ass. But, you know, she she out here thinking she big and bad, too busy trying to get Eugene and had to try to the century and shit. And, and uh, now that she's going to fuck around and look up and they're going to be took back uh, Alexandria, uh, 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 Hilltop and uh, Ocean View. Oceanside. Oceanside. Ocean View. Oceanside. Uh, you, you had to shoot for the moon. You was close. I was real close. My bad. Uh, but also, um, I'm so shocked by just how little they know about our crew. 
I just wonder how they survive without running into anybody that they couldn't handle because like when you don't our bet. crew has been through the Olympics of 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 just murderers row literally and so they gonna take this they got three episodes to go out they probably the whole last episode might not even be about this place because they finna get this get back leak back real quick um all right back to youtube blackbeard traveler says i turned on the closed caption for the next episode and yep judith is doing all the intros thank you and um the poll was would you be able to forgive negan yes or no uh because gabe and negan had that talk i mean Zeke and Negan had that talk, and Zeke, Zeke clearly ain't. He keeping that same energy. 25% yes, 75% no. And 18 and 82 on Spotify. So vast majority of people would not be able to have get, forgive and forget with Negan. And I don't blame them. Uh, all right, let's get to the next segment. Uh, because I didn't forget to do it this week. Doing it for the gram. <laughs> all right doing it for the gram we put a question on our instagram you respond to it mm-hmm. we read your responses uh and there was a lot of them because i put this one up like five days ago so y'all had plenty of time, time to respond right yay and sometimes i do it last minute because i'll be forgetting <laughs> when did you realize your clubbing days were over? Oh, this is going to be good. When your knees locked up, when you got that hot back. Flix Chick G says, I threw in the towel at some point, but the deal was sealed when I was in Rome, and the people I went with, went with had me in the club with fire dancers, loud music. I was out of, I was out on all of it. I felt like Murtaugh sitting in the corner talking to myself. I'm too old for this shit. They said. <laughs> ah, the fire dancing. I know you like the fuck is happening. They said we could stay an hour and my ass was counting down the minutes. Went to them on the hour mark. Y'all ready? Yes. <laughs> Time up. Let me tell you something too about this. Um, why do you sound like the people on Lizzo's dance tour? You like, uh, they talking about fire dancers and eating banana vaginas. I'm good. Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm too old. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe it's not an abusive workplace. Maybe them other people just old. You know, maybe it's just old. She need younger dancers that would be like, oh, my knees still work. I could be up all night. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Don't write in, guys. That's a joke. Uh, ah! I am Victorian. Could never uh, says I could never get in the club. And even when I was 18, I was faking the funk. Thinking I'd grown into it. I didn't. Yeah, I'm not a club person. Yeah, for so some people, it's not their jam. I, I I hate it. I hate the whole concept. I hate everything about it. As a person that needs to eat, to be able to talk to people in order to be good company, it's, it's just it's the, it's just my worst enemy. Uh, formerly known as M says, my knees started pop and lock dropping for days after going out without my permission. Come on, I told you, them knees, they'll tell on you. Yeah, knees wasn't like permission to pop. 
Uh, applying the clubbing definition to going out in Austin, bar hopping until 2 a.m. and hitting it up a 24-hour diner or drive-thru after. I think it was when I stopped going to the 6th Street or downtown in general unless my friends were playing shows, especially once <clears throat> I went home after their set was over. Instead of hitting up a few places since I was already out along with said friends. I'll add, being out downtown recently at, at a place in between evening cocktails with conversations ending and loud music and yelling beginning, I can't go back. Give me a chair at a brewery or a dive bar post haste. Yeah. Yeah, because if y'all realize this, when it comes to to clubbing and stuff, some people have like rules where they go, nigga, if you under 25, we don't want your fucking ass in here. They was like, we like to sit, drink whiskey, drink wine, and chill and hear each other talk. Like, you know, people go, why y'all hide this rule? Because we were like, you got too much energy. Beat it. Another thing for me is um, I will absolutely leave when they break out the live music. I hate live music. It's always too loud. And I don't want to be a dick, but fam, we didn't come here for you. Yeah. Like, this ain't, like, we didn't buy a ticket to see you. We went to you know to get some wings and it said oh live music tonight we turn it down what the fuck yeah and i realized that too because they and a lot of times depending on where you're at they're springing on you but you don't even know what's happening you're like the fuck is this yeah, you are a surprise to most of us yes this is a surprise com- concert for at least 75 percent of people <laughs> here right so Every- turn it down maybe we just want some background music Right, they're like, no, you're gonna hear us. And you, you, you hear the amp singing like fucking Buddy Holly's agent is in the fucking audience. Like, nothing's no one's being signed tonight, John. Yeah, like somebody say, and a lot of times, depending on the people, it's not good, right. They be like, I'm going to get that deal today. Right, I, I love you. I'm not going to. Yes. Like, like calm down, like, bro. Sir. Mm-mm. Now, I have. You're making my calamari <laughs> shake off the plate. <laughs> yes. Now, it's different. I've been to places where I go, oh, I'm going for the live music. That's completely different. But like you say, me and Roger have been in places. And next thing you know, like you say, you 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 know, could you hear that? Amp, bam, 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 Give bam. me an acoustic white woman. Yes. If you're going to do unprompted live music give me an acoustic white woman you know it's gonna be soft turn the amp down and just let her strum and sing roberta flack or whatever she's doing i can let her do that that. i could deal with that at least my food and my drink will not shake let her sing whatever you like by ti i I won't even complain about the appropriation it's cool i'm i'm down with that um iso rar says needing somewhere to sit not wanting to wear heels, yawning before 10 p.m., not wanting to go if I didn't make time, take have time for a take a nap to get a nap in. Come on now, if I ain't got time to take a nap in, mm-mm. Mm-mm. one time my, my family had a, a, a function and uh, uh, I was like, I won't be going. It was like 10 o'clock. I was like, I won't be going. They was like, we still up. I was like, that's nice. I'm old. My ass is not leaving the house at 10. I need to already be there. Miss mm-hmm. Mary Smile says, when there were more songs played that I didn't know that I, I did. Mm. Yeah, because you're not even keeping up on the music. Right. Ayadjua uh, says, um, <clears throat> when it became boring and I was more excited about my dessert in the fridge. <laughs> mm. Come on, through. That's the worst when you out thinking about some shit at home. Yes. You be like, fuck, you, I could be at home. Like, I, can't, I can't wait to get that dessert. You're like, how the fuck am I hitting it? 
Yeah. When I discovered day parties, we can get turned up at one in the afternoon and be home by four or five PM. Yeah. Now day parties, I've never been to one, but that sounds like my jam. Yeah, I'm not really a day party person, but that's what I think a lot of people like about brunch. It's like shit, you can get drunk faster and deal with less people and you be asleep by five. Like <laughs> you take that nap. Uh, Allegra says, when I went to the club and looked around, so everyone around me was 12 years old, and all I wanted to do was give them water as they were getting more and more wasted, I was about 38 or so. Yeah. Start turning into caretaker. <laughs> right? You were like, ooh, all y'all babies. Uh, what am I doing here? Well, you not taking shots. You just like, y'all gonna have a headache in the morning. <laughs> Chad, you really like, you gonna be dehydrated. You better go drink some water. Just go home then. Uh, when I realize I'm at the age where loud noises and too many people irritate me, <laughs> irritating the club seems so, so like a, a special kind of hell. <laughs> uh, China says, when my BFF moved to ATL, I had no one to back that ass up with anymore. Oh. <laughs> a shout out to the 99 in the 2000s, baby. That's how I meditate. I think of the sound of one ass backing up. <laughs> Uh, Marlene, Marlene says, I was never a big club person. However, in 2003, when 21 people died at E2, a club in Chicago that sealed my club days, I was done after that. Yeah. I can see that. I, yeah. Uh, when I was no longer on the prowl, says Mace. Come on, prowl. Mace found that person. Okay. Mimi says, uh, it was a combination of the culture changing to less dancing People coming to the spot in business attire, taking a nap before the club and sleeping uh, after, in fact, straight through the clubbing hour. <laughs> you know, you made me think about, because uh, I don't, you know, obviously we don't club and we know people don't dance as much. Are people just doing like the TikTok dances in the club? I don't know. I've seen, seen a TikTok video about somebody talking about people not dancing in the club no more. And they were older, and they were saying back in the day you could come and just dance and it's not be a thing. But it's like now with everybody recording everybody, every mm. nobody wants to be considered uncool or goofy, and nobody want to be recorded without their consent on TikTok with you talking shit. So people are like the fuck I'm gonna be out here for. So now everybody just stand around and look at each other. Hmm. Somehow in my mind, I'm just picturing everybody taking turns dancing on the floor, but it's all separate TikTok dances, like doing that floss dance and shit. Just, a possibility i mean i don't know what it's, i mean maybe people are dancing that's fine but in my mind i just i'm picturing awkward tiktok dances with people just looking at each other like it's a, a you know a middle school dance dj java says i'm 55 years old and i'm at the club every weekend i'm a resident dj so i'm at work but if i wasn't i would have stopped back in my 30s that's when i started seeing my friends and children in the club my friends' children in the club instead of my friends who are far more sensible to me. Oh, that's oh, yeah, that's oh, you right. You seeing a whole nother generation, right? So, you, you basically, like, you know, my daddy, you basically oh, feeling like Drake when he go to the club, old man at the club. Uh, <laughs> Rafajik says, uh, when the last three times I left the club, a shootout happened. Well, shit, three, <laughs> okay. Bless your heart. That's, you get one of those, I'm done. I think that's true. I'm, I'm going to got a one shooting tolerance right now. Uh, Tootie says, when there was a shootout inside the club, ugh, America, why we all got to die because y'all can't manage your emotions. Dancing barefoot in my living room is much more fun and safer. Yes, it is. 
Uh, Tootie Tar says, because if you can't go to Bella Noche, where can you go? Come on, where can you go? That is true. We out here, we trying to have fun. We trying to have big fun. and we, They shutting it down. Fighting at the damn club. Um... <laughs> Let's see. Um, someone said, listen, but in all seriousness, scariest shit I ever been through. Oh, that's the original poster talking about, you know, being shot at, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, man. I Like, getting shot at, that is not some shit you just get used to. Mm-mm. Okay? No matter how It's much. upsetting me in my home, girl, because we feel like, well, damn, if you can't go to bed on no chase, what the hell could you go? Mm-hmm. Come on. Me and my home, girl uh langston says when i couldn't hear a word of what my friend was trying to say that was me like the first time in the club i was like oh god this is terrible <laughs> yes me and roger went to that sushi slash club place that we didn't know we was like literally face to face huh what right uh when i started needing somewhere to sit sections are too damn expensive yeah and they've charged they be charging that vip for sitting space uh, like you gonna buy a bottle to sit? No, bitch. I go home. <laughs> uh, twenty one. I was going to the clubs really young, and they became too pricey. Well, yeah, when you're twenty one, everything's pricey. Child, yes, you got to be on a budget. Never started. Uh, says this good Christian asker, who says never started. I tried, but I'd rather get a root canal with the needle going directly into the nerve. Uh, just Shauna says. Uh, we might go to the pub for five and seven happy hour in Montreal, but after that, we always end up at someone's place to play tabletop games for our nightmare f- nighttime fun. Uh, clubs close at 3 a.m. Who can stay up that late anymore? Child, I feel you on that. Not me. Uh, Harriet's gun. Our girl says, see, it says never. I realized my general admission days were over when my Meg knees vanished, but I'm never going to. Oh. <laughs> I'm never going to, uh, I guess, be so old to sit pretty, too old to sit pretty and pop a few bottles. The new 30, 35-year-olds, we really not trying to grow up. Now, if they start TikTok dance battling on the dance floor, I'm out. Okay, so see, you seen the TikTok. Okay, that's, that is happening. Uh, apparently, apparently so, and uh, you know what? I hate to break it to you. Ain't no new nothing. 30 is 30, 35 is 35, 40 is 40. Ain't no new 60 is the 20, whatever shit y'all make up. No. Well, I think what she's saying is like the people that are that age now are not trying to grow up. And I, I'm not to get off tangent too deep, but I think a lot of that's also financial. Like yeah. once you start looking at like homes and student loans and how many people are like spending time like living with their parents until like 25 being on their parents insurance uh you goddamn right i'm not growing up i can't afford to i can't i can't (laughs) i can't so i'd rather just i'm use my my i'm gonna use my income at the club i'm gonna have a good time okay so from that perspective i i i I get that just as a generation i don't know anyone's personal situation but Mm -hmm. just as a generation people because people keep doing like these kids won't grow up i'm like can they right like they can't afford shit define what growing up is for you define it for a lot of people it was moving out shit if i move out i got to have roommates in a country that's trying to take away all the fucking rights privileges and safety nets of society a lot of people ain't risking it Mm -mm, and i don't blame you baby no drama cc says where the the cheap alcohol started to make me sick oh yeah it been making you sick 
Uh, I- <laughs> yeah, that, 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 the bottom shelf, the rock bottom. No, thank you. White Label America says, I have to leave a voicemail for this when I was typing and just realized that there's a version tied to economics. Uh, but the main reason might have to do with why I was in a depressed state for some time. I'll go with my ass to old to be too old to be standing in line just to go yell. What you saying? <laughs> the whole night, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Ksar says, when I found the person that I would rather chill with on the couch than be anywhere else. Also, the last time I went out, I had to pay a cover to get in the club. Once inside, then I had to pay another cover to get into the lit section of the club. And this economy, hell no. The <gasps> nerve. The nerve of them to have a, a, a part of the club that they say, this ain't lit. The nerve. They're like, y'all in the boring side. You want to get with the real, where, where the party at? You have to cop up some more. They was looking at you like, oh, wait, you wanted to have fun in the club? Oh, well, why didn't you say that? That'll be $34. Of course you can have fun in the club for an upcharge. Now, this is for the squares in the sucker section. You want to go You can go have a seat over there in the, in the loser section. Uh, Friday says, when my friends and I bought bottles because we wanted to stay seated, the group chat decided we were either too old or too broke to do that regularly. Mm-hmm. Child, I feel you on that one. No, and thank this, you. This was over 12 years ago, and we spent $1,000. About? A thousand. Yep, can't do that on the regular. Ooh, no, mm, 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 mm. That that that's like a birthday or like a special occasion, nigga. Just to sit. Arctic chick says when my pre-clubbing naps became more enjoyable than actually going out. Uh, ah! PhD fifteen says when I could no longer back it up and drop it like it was hot. Uh, black and PA, PPD says. When I became a people manager, I had to actually be productive on Monday morning. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And and not only that, when you're younger, you have more energy. Because when people, and me and Roger seen it, we've seen, uh, 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 particularly with, with, uh, with some of Roger's white friends years ago, they would get lit Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, go to work, function all day turn around and do it over again for like three or four days straight. No, like, they, how, they started on Thursday. That's right, they started on Thursday. It'll be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday. And yeah, they used to be miserable Fridays and Mondays especially, you know? Like, no wonder you hate Mondays. You're hungover. Right, and then they would party to like really, really late and turn around and you'd be like, how do you, when you get old, you'd be like, how did I have the energy for that? Yeah, and I didn't want to people manage, so I was like, I got to dip. Uh, let's see. Uh, Siobhan says, I was living in Miami and I had to meet some friends at bed. I got a great parking spot on the corner, went and dropped my stuff on our corner futon and was spinning and inverting on the poles for what felt like ages. Later, I sat and chatted and then said bye and got back in my car. It had only been one hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you thought you had had a night, too. Like, woo, I was out there tonight. <laughs> yes, doing it good. Woo, I'm getting in late tonight. 11 o'clock news. Here I come. <laughs> I looked at my friends at the club and was just like, is it me or is this music just a little too loud? Just a little bit. Just, just, just tap it. Somebody else says, when I realized I had more fun at home with better liquor in my bonnet and on my comfy couch with no shoes or pants on, using a clean bathroom for no line with no line, plus no one's dusty son dancing too close and expecting my phone number because they bought me a drink. 
and everyone just same heavy on no pants every <laughs> bit of this <laughs> that was that was that, that, that was the comment that, that lit it up yeah lit it up 16 <laughs> likes uh let's miserable says when we got out of the roughest part of the pandemic and i still didn't feel like going out mm. you know it, it would not yep. be surprising maybe not a lot but uh but i it wouldn't be surprising if like clubs and strip clubs in the dip because for some people they got home and uh, for, they started looking at their bank account they were like, oh bitch i'm saving money for some people they're like bitch i'm not going back out there mm-hmm. i'm with you i think that's what happened uh our labor 2000 says i went with my wife and we both complained the music was too loud that's when i knew uh i started at 16 17 trying to hang with my older cousins so i was done by 25 i'm a lounge or hole in the wall girl now or the rare case on the rare occasions i do go out yeah a lot of older people that <laughs> lay back lounges because it's, it's a lot more laid back like you can that's why you know a lot of people like like more like the hookah places where you can kind of just sit back and chill and relax and it's not well even then it's like less dancing but the music and shit is still out I missed ah, the open man late. Okay. Um, Kesawa says, when I had two drinks, not even enough to get buzzed, let alone drunk, but still somehow was hung over on the following morning. Hashtag washed. Old me still does go out occasionally, but I have a lot more money than young me did, so I can get a table. I'm not, if, if I can't get a table, I'm not going. Mm. I feel you. It's funny because, like, that's one thing uh, as i get older it's like stuff that i was like oh they just flexing now i'm like oh i see why you need that you know we well, like like for example ordering top shelf liquor mm-hmm. i get it like it just, i just needed to have the money to be able to try it a couple times i was like oh yeah no hangover the next day love this oh never ne- never ne- never never going back yeah. yeah five out of five i thought i really thought i could not drink tequila at all turns out I just was drinking some rot gut i drank some expensive tequila now i'll be like mm, shit let's go and child yeah that with that we me and you just did balls deep woke up i was like oh, i guess i'll go to work i yep. feel great apia says when i realized that my sleep schedule from 10 p.m to 6 a.m is way more important to me than anything a club can offer ain't that the truth red reg dow says when i realized i would have no idea even where to go or what to wear and when my friend asked me to go out with her refer to it as somebody's club as in what i look like in somebody's club (laughs) (laughs) joe says when my wife and i fell asleep at the two shots at the table (laughs) (laughs) not two shots since birth i don't go clubbing uh, when someone asked if I was like 30, oh, oh, tequila shot. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to hear it that way. Because I know they said that shit like 30 was 80. When they're like, oh, what are you like 30? And he was like, fuck you. Fuck you. Right. Right. Because when you're young, child, anything over 25 is ancient. Right. Damn, you still come here? <laughs> That's the way they look at you. Like, you still here? Uh-huh. Uh, once I had a real nine to five, when my introvert tendency took over, when the price of gas came over three dollars, first of all, that's a long time ago. Secondly, what does that really have to do with clubbing? Is the <laughs> that's, club that's an hour they, away? That's where they stop clubbing. That's what I'm saying. Was, okay. Is the club two hours away? There was like I, there was like the gas. I couldn't afford it. Gas over three three dollars shouldn't anyway. Uh, <laughs> it might have been on the other side of town, baby. 
This person says, I could never get in the club, and even during my undergrad university days, the thought of leaving my house at a time when I should be in bed or at least returning from an event did not appeal to me at all. Neither did sticky floors, incredibly loud music, or random guys dancing too close or being inappropriate. My mom always says, nothing good happens late at night, and those are the words I live by. All right, good at two shoes. Right? Get your good at two step on. Uh, <laughs> But like, I'm too good to deal with y'all heathens. Ice Blacked? What kind of name is this? And <laughs> why am I not following it already? <laughs> Don't be out here killing nobody with, with ice, ice on the road. Ice Blacked. Uh, the the first time I went to a club with my friends at 19, and I absolutely hated the experience. Loud music, expensive drinks, sweaty, smelly people, crowded place. The late night getting home at NYC subway sucked, and me having to help take care of my little brother. His dad left when he was one. At 22, made it so I had too many responsibilities. Mm. I can see that. But don't be bitter about it or anything. Lastly, Eve says when a guy flashed his penis at me when I was coming out the bathroom and I mushed him in the face and I was like, Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon, I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. And how many times did that pickup line work for him in the past? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go ahead and risk a zero. <laughs> and put like this, you're not the first person he flashed right. it to. Got a feeling that man's that man's return ratio on dick on dick, on dick flashing is probably pretty low. That's pretty, just creepy and nasty. Pretty- yeah he's wearing a trench coat in the club uh also on facebook we got a couple uh never i'm a 24-hour party person 24 hours uh not necessarily consecutive said this person (laughs) uh 24-hour party person sounds fucking exhausting uh wonga says about 10 days after they started (laughs) Angie says, let's meet up at 10 p.m. Absolutely not. I'm almost three hours in sleep mode. Ain't that the truth? Sean says, when I saw takeout, uh, when I saw someone take out a phone on at the club and record a video, if you can't guarantee a clean evidence trail, you can't really be clubbing. Never understand people using credit cards when clubbing for the same reason. First of all, Sean, what is going on in your clubs? I just need to know. <laughs> You can't even be seen at the clubs you be going to. I, I'm, what, you, what kind of double life you living? Right. This motherfucker is showing up in them private society parties and shit. Like, oh, let's fuck. What's going on over here? Oh, I can't be seen. Y'all know I'm married. Uh, Amanda says when people would just stand around in the club and not dance or try to talk to someone. Uh, yeah. Uh, M. Nicole says, when I didn't feel like getting dressed at 8 p.m. to go out anymore, I'd rather be putting pajamas on than makeup. I hear you. Uh, let's see. Sheikah says, I don't think my days ever started. <laughs> Got a lot of late bloomers. I tried for a few years, but none of my efforts were, fa- all of my, oh, most of my efforts was failures. I hear you. Uh, Lionel says, uh, when the biggest priority about getting, going to the club or party was figuring out if they had somewhere to sit that didn't require paying $500 or $40 bottle of Grey Goose. Mm-hmm. Mm. And last that really must be a thing. Mr. Span left alone. He says, last time I was in the club and I realized it was over for me was when I knew I had to go and be sober the whole night. 
I got a CDL license for the job. <clears throat> I got a concealed carry license for my guns. And I live in the suburbs of Detroit where the police are just waiting to catch someone for a DUI. And a gun in a car won't help matters much. But on top of that, I was at the club for a friend's birthday. And I went to the bar to get my friend a drink. And this is when I really knew. The club was packed, so I had to try to maneuver around folks. And you had women who were extra sensitive to any dude just trying to move past them. So my hands were above my damn head. And when I got to the bar because the club was so packed, getting bartenders' attention to even get the drink took down to 20 minutes, it was at that moment that I knew I wasn't doing this club shit no more. My clubbing days were done. I do hate ordering and drinking the club when it's like when it's like that. Yeah, yes, because you have to be like hella aggressive to even get the bartender's attention. Just feel like a fucking like like it's a feeding trough and you're like a pig <laughs> like a piglet just just running like oh, oh how do i squeeze in here oh, move. Oh, i just want to run my coat run my coat you know it's like too much uh but thank you everybody for that doing it for the gram segment we appreciate y'all for the gram 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 for the for the gram all right, let's talk, go to the voicemail line. We got a couple new voicemails. Blue Wave Rider writes in, or forms in. Hey, y'all, it's the Blue Wave Rider. Back up in your Skype again. I was listening to episode 2862, the feedback episode. I think it was 2862. And um, the music that you played at the 41-minute mark, so you could insert the commercial, that was flames, boy. Dude, I love that keyboard that that dude was playing, man. You got to tell us who that is, man, because I'm just in love with that. Had a nigga dancing on his job in the back room. So y'all have a good day. Oh, thank you. I wonder if it was DJ Joffa's Love Can't Be True. Hey, it's the Blue Wave Rider back again. I just checked Spotify. Mm -hmm. That was episode 2782. Uh, As a special request to me, a longtime black guy who tips listener, Play the whole musical clip. I'm sure it can't be no more than two or three minutes long. But play the whole clip just for the niggas that don't know. Gone. <laughs> just for the so niggas that what, don't know. First of all, I don't even know, remember the song, but he said 2782, 41 minutes in? Yeah. All right. This is going to be some meta shit. I listen to the black. I'm going to try to find this the song second. so I can at least tell you what it was. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that shit do go. That shit do go hard. Um, try to think if I know the name, name of, of that it. that one. Um, did somebody somebody made that one for us? Didn't they? Yeah, yeah. All these are okay. ones that people made. Is this the one? I don't think go. so. Let's see. Oh no, that's uh-uh. not it. Um, yeah, I don't remember it off the top of my head, and I would just end up playing all the beats. Um. So it kind of be random, and I randomly pick them when I do those segments. So oh, we played it before, but I don't remember which. Yeah, one I just it didn't want to. I don't know. I, I guess I could give a. I give. A, I'll tell you what. Let's take a minute. We're gonna highlight these people. Here. Let's give it a. Give it. Let's give. I'll try to see if I can find it. Let's see. I don't think this is it. This is DJ Joffrey that sent us this one. All right, that's not it. Got to go to the next one. Let me see. Nope, that's mm-hmm. not it, but that's called Rolling. DJ Joffa. 
Yeah, because because it would be in the first like twenty five seconds. I, I agree that one. Oh no, go back one. I thought I did this one. This is love can be true. Oh, okay, no, 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 okay. This can't be true. Uh, got the sped up voice sample. Damn, that shit hard too. Uh, sorry, this is bad radio. Not so this is a, we we going through it and, and, and eventually uh shout out to the people to send us beats yeah no, that would go hard too hard. these these motherfucking beats though and i think all these are from infrared crypto okay i love that one god damn i love all of this i love that one too yeah, I I don't know, dog. Is is it hard? To no, this that's bad. That's all these beats dope, niggas. Just keep listening to the show. Uh, all right, next <laughs> next one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know which one it is, and it's, yeah. we have a lot of them. It's too many good ones. I'm sorry. Just keep listening. Uh, support uh, DJ Jaffa J A F F A. Uh, support Bro Bro Cook It Up. That could have been it too. Might have been my brother because my brother makes beats. Bro Bro cooked that up on um, on uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Follow him. Uh, he's working with a lot of artists, uh, putting out like music for like local like artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Infrared Crypto, and it's K R Y P T O. Uh, all these motherfuckers are super talented, you know. So yeah, go definitely get them a shout. I just I we have at this point. 30 beats and I play like 10 and I still couldn't find it. So I don't know which one it is and don't want to spend too much time messing with it. So, uh, all right, now let's get to the next voicemail. This is from Raphael, I believe. Hey, Rod and Karen, it's your boy, Raphael. Um, just finished listening to your wonderful episode on the worst Denzel ever. <laughs> I wish I knew an awesome Denzel, but I don't. Anyway, I wanted to talk about um, the the Pope thing, and uh, I I just feel like there's one point that people keep leaving out when they talk about the Catholic Church. Uh, The numbers are only dropping in Europe and North America. Mm -hmm. They've been dropping for a long time, but the numbers haven't been dropping in places like Africa, uh, South America, and I think Asia, and if you go by population counts, that's where it's larger. And if you watch the Pope's, um, the way he targets, where he visits, it's a it's a very calculated move that he does. So the guy is he's a smart politician, and he doesn't get credit for that. And he knows his audience, so he makes calculated moves. Like the most recent African countries that he's visited are like. So did I get cut off? Mm-mm. Oh, shit. Maybe he thought he it's in Africa. Okay. Uh, no, I fast oh, forward. I'm still playing. All right. Oh, so the most uh, calculated countries uh, where he visits in Africa are countries where the Catholic population has been increasing and growing lately. So it's like when he does the public speak on blessing gay unions. Then he visits an African country. The language is different there because of, you know, how the homophobia is strong from the Catholic, uh, from religious bodies in Africa. It's all different. Now you got cut off. Uh, but Sorry, I miscalculated one. there. So he, 
uh, Pope Francis seems to be doing a double game thing where, you know, I'm an, I'm an ex-Catholic, so uh, amongst going to other churches, which is why the scam game is good. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's like I, I, I kind of see it where he does the Twitter thing, everybody praises him, does the online thing, there's an audience for that. He knows his audience everywhere, and he knows how to play his audience, even like when he visited Mongolia recently, his audience who he was targeting was China, the people in China, but it seems like very few people caught that, because China does is, does a very different thing to religious bodies over there, it's a whole different topic for another day. So the guy knows how he plays the game, he knows how he hits his target everywhere. So he knows how, if I say this about gay people online, people respond one way. Then when I show up to certain countries, I use a different language. And then people who are there are like, yeah, we're not mad. We're cool. Okay. So, yeah, just wanted to point that out. And uh, the numbers thing with Catholic Church is just is different per continent. And, yeah, some places it's just blowing up and growing. Because Catholic churches don't use condoms. Don't use... Uh, yeah, so priests be having babies. I saw that as a, it was in newspapers as a child growing up. I read it in Nigeria, but they'll leave the priest name out of it. We had those scandals, but we don't consider Catholic Church as having scandals <laughs> in many places in the world. So, yeah. But love your show. Keep, keep it going. Uh, I'm working on some new scams to bring back. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's about time. It's about time to drop some, something new. New hustles for Karen. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. <laughs> that, I should, it takes a scammer to see through a scammer because that's such a great point about Catholic Catholicism being global. A lot of it spreading to Africa, where that's where a lot of these churches do their most regressive shit is in Africa, mm-hmm. and and then you. Uh, yeah, and then how he would say something maybe online, but say something different in a different country. That's a great point. Appreciate you uh, calling in with that. Thank you, baby. Uh, and the Q&As are back up. We can go through them real quick, but let me play some transition music. Okay. All right, Q&As. Let's go to these. Um, Listen to our love story on Marriage Be Hard podcast. Jane says, I'm going to listen to it. I like Kev on stage. Queen Ross says, married lesbians here, and we're trying to start our own podcast. We want to be like Rod and Karen when we grow up. Uh, We're actually old enough to be your parents. We love listening to you guys. Oh, we love to see it. Okay. Um, Deadwood says, great podcast. You guys are everyday people in a world full of fakes. Thank you. Oh, thank you, baby. Micah says the best part is at fifty three fifty five when Rod catches himself about to cuss. Listen, I, I, I'm human too, but I do a pretty good job of like whatever. Give me the parameters of the show I'm on. I do a pretty good job of never like going over line. And they didn't tell us there was anything we couldn't say or couldn't. But I just want to show a, a deference and respect to the platform they built, which is why anytime I'm messing with Kev or do anything with Kev, I try to keep. They're cursing to a minimum of stuff. And when he's a guest on here, I feel like it's our home. We can say what we want. But even then, I try to keep it <clears throat> a little more restrained than if he, you know, than if we had a different guest. Because, right. you know, my goal is never to offend. I think some people don't understand the difference. Like, Agreed. I'm going to always be myself. 
Like I grew up in a place where we talk a little rough and that and I love it. I like that. I it makes me feel a little bit like home when the way we talk to each other. But there's some people that don't like that or didn't grow up around that or have whatever hangups. I'm never gonna be like, Well, I'm gonna talk to you how I wanna talk. I'm like, all right, cool. As long as you're not attacking me, I'm I we will good. do my best to adjust for you. Mm-hmm. Carrie says, I already did. Great episode. I heard Ryder Karen origin story before, but I never get tired of hearing it. Y'all had a type of relationship that people can uh, can aspire to have. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Just get a time machine. Marry your high school sweetheart. Um, <laughs> uh, the attention economy, the Q&A was, we would like to trade Doja Cat. I mean, wait. We would like to trade half of Doja Cat in the next racial draft. Not half. Someone said, Cardi would be great. Cardi already over here. I think she she says she black. Now, I don't know what y'all you know what y'all Twitter Negroes are doing with that kind of information these days. But by the old the old Negro rules that I was grandfathered into, the you, one drop rule. You got some black in you, and you say I identify with the blacks. You with the blacks? Yes, you are. Till you do something to get kicked out, that's that's the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raphael says I'll take Busiswa. I hope I said that right. From South Africa, she was on my power with Beyonce, her lips, her hips, and equal yes, Lord. And return Doja with added bonus of Elon to the Rainbow Nation. Fair trade, if you ask me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think you're trying to trade people out of Africa. I, that, that sounds, that feels like it wasn't just a race thing. Elon you, Musk, you, 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 you on a, 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 a three-way trade? What is happening? Yeah, here? Elon Musk ain't even on our side to be traded, <laughs> right? He tried to, yeah, he tried to throw in some extra. Th- and the Phoenix Suns want to put, nah, mm-hmm. we good. You can't sneak nobody in on the backside. Zalor says upper half or lower half. Well, obviously lower. We keep the lower half if we don't trade the half of Doja Cat. Come on. Uh, <laughs> the top, we knew the top was white. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> we never doubted the top was white. That was The problem was the bottom was black, and then she started doing videos with black women. We was like, I guess if Chloe like her. Right. Uh Miss Barnes says we're trading all of Doja Cat for Travis Kelsey. <laughs> he gonna be back over here soon on his own yes, accord. Yes, he will. Uh Mucho Mama says I submit to you I submit to you Jane Elliott. Well, I mean I with the with nah, actually we could probably get Jane Elliott for very low. So that that might work. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say would white people be willing to part with Jane Elliott, but we know the answer yeah, is yes. yes. They would give her away for free. Yes, they would. Cash considerations. <laughs> <laughs> Your best offer. Right. Nelson says, we would like to trade her for Jack Harlow. Well, he already got some bonnets. Yeah, he do got bonnets. Come over with some bonnets. He might keep, we stay over here. Carrie says, her draft stock glow. We got to let her go for a couple future picks of cap space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one was, where do I get the Henny White? Because they say they're going to have a limited release in America. I, so I don't got to go to Jamaica to get it. What's mm-hmm. up? I, I ain't got to get on a cruise ship or go somewhere else. Fifi says, dear Ron, I think you have a future in AI voices. I would have, I would love to have an Alexa that sounded like you. Thank you, Fifi. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, Yeah, I'll, you know, I, I don't even remember the impression that much. It's probably just a generic white woman's voice. <laughs> Turn left at the, you know, that shit. Um, Adebola says, please tell me how I can find the video of this pastor. I can't find it. I need to start my own gender wars in the group chat. <laughs> no, that's the opposite of what I want y'all to do. I'm doing this shit so y'all don't got to. 
<laughs> we ain't trying to start your divorce. Right. See, that's the problem. Y'all love, y'all love, y'all love mess. <laughs> but I, I can't find it nowhere. How do how do I how do, how do I drop it in the chat so they can fuss in my group? It also says a lot that a day later you couldn't find it because there's always something new. Ain't it always something that new. That shit was old news by the time we covered it. They was like, we on oysters now. Fuck that. <laughs> right? What you do? <laughs> What you do when, when you get a parking ticket, but she won't fuck you in the back seat? Like, what? what is happening? How did we get here? Why, what are we fighting about again? <laughs> right. <laughs> the, we lost the plot. Right. Blair says, I'm in Georgia. They stopped the wedges, and I was upset. I thought the lady was scamming me with her weak lunch or uh, old, uh, old mall food. I literally came for the fries. I bought the largest order. Talk about those KFC wedges. They don't. They just do fries now. Right. People are like, I didn't come here for the fucking French fries. We yeah. get French fries anywhere because that's what made them special because they were wedges. Just call me Beyonce because I would be heated if you gave me some KFC regular ass fries when I was expecting potato wedges. Come I'm on. sorry. Because there is, but it is, as a potato connoisseur, I eat, eat all things potatoes. Yes, there's it between a wedge and a french fry. Myra says, I replayed the intro twice trying to figure out who is that white man only to hear the Denzel Fiverr story later. It's so bad that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll reuse it because it's terrible. I don't know. We might. Jane says, Rod, go on that training day rage at them for giving them those fake ass rip off Denzel voices. That was God awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh Katie says that impression. Scams, cahoots, robberies, and fraud. Scam goddess. Penny <laughs> <laughs> White is the Sadiddy auntie with the hood tendency, says Miss Barnes. So you mean my favorite aunt? Uh Amani <laughs> says most folks I know said it while out get it while out of the country, especially in the Caribbean. Uh, Nelson says, not a fan of Henny White. I don't see the appeal of paying premium price for it. Well, it's, I mean, I thought they was paying more because it's overseas. If it's mm-hmm. here, I just want to try it, okay? I never tried it. Even mm-hmm. if it's regular, let me find out it's regular so I could be like, ugh. Let me judge for myself. That preview was the mighty Quinn Denzel. I don't know who that was saying your line. Best Denzel impression is at IMC King. Yeah. Yeah, JL was telling me about him. That's why he texted me, and I was like, I know I can't afford him. <laughs> like, I, can you say this? Just like, what for? For what? I'm booked. Okay, go to my cameo and pay me three hundred dollars to say Boop, I like your podcast. Busy. Right. Uh, Carrie says, "Got to hit the duty free next time you out the country." I voted yes on the poll. I do think they will acknowledge SS marriage. Just no time soon. I hope oh, you're right. Six, six. I don't think they will, but yeah. I don't think they ever will, but I hope you're right. This is a scam just to keep people on as long as they yeah. can. Yeah, and no time soon doing a lot of work, but I feel you. B. Taylor says, I am in tears over that Denzel impression. I was not expecting that voice at all. I know. It's like Denzel applying for a job, a regular job, <laughs> not acting. <laughs> just, just, Denzel applying for a regular right. job. I'm Denzel Washington. and <laughs> Anyway. New party who this, Cornell West. Blair says, my girl only hear y'all in my car, so when I play something else, she says, can we listen to the Karen podcast, LOL? But now she says, can we listen to the wife and husband podcast? Well, that's, that's close. It is the Karen podcast. Oh, that's sweet. A word. Yeah. <laughs> they know where that came from me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I do just all kidding. the... I do all the, the, like, get the segments together, but come yeah, on. Yeah, Roger do all the hard work. Y'all know I, what I'm going to say. I'm the talent. <laughs> I'm right. just going to show up and be like, I'm here. 
Raphael says, I would invite brother Cornell, brother Cornell West to my political party, but I don't got time for the broke. Be gone to the forward party, brother West. Now, Asadi and Qatari are always welcome. New hustle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Selling out before you get sell in. I hear you. Uh, Jane says, meet my new running mate for the election. Give it up for Kanye, Cornell West. <laughs> Hashtag West Toxic Party. Oh, no. First of all, he would call him brother Kanye. <laughs> Yes, brother Kanye. And he do a long ass proliferated like <sighs> like three minutes. Now speech. this brother, I'm bringing up the next. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> He's one of the most prodigious, most prophetic. Like, all right. Uh, Carrie says, I am not looking forward to this upcoming election season. I noticed that not enough people learn anything in 2016. I hope I'm wrong and just being paranoid. I hope you are too. I. I don't know how to explain it because I am scared as fuck, obviously, for the direction of this country. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is the easiest election season I've ever seen. And just that unless you just have a death wish, you got I would vote for literally the corpse of Joe Biden before I voted for before any Republican. I don't it. I don't. They they can't govern. They can't even get a house speaker, and they got the majority. Like, yes, that's a- not a option. That's not a viable option. I want of a the party. government to function, fucking function. And when they do agree on things, it only make it worse for everybody. So I don't know who the fuck is struggling with this one. I, I, just let me make it to November twenty twenty four, man. Let's stamp that shit. Let's go. I'll bring all the forms of ID. I don't give a fuck what I got to do. Right. Uh, the last thing was slavery on our Walking Dead Q&A. Sounds very American, says Creasy. <laughs> Carrie says, of course, I hate slavery. <laughs> and we do, too. Yes, uh-huh. we do. Um, all right. I hate slavery. Let's go to our final segment. It's time to talk about the uh, the emails you wrote. Oh, I found it. It's called Hope, H-O-P-E. And here's my brother's beat. gave you a little bit longer that's a minute and 15 seconds but yeah man i tried to tell y'all my brother is talented man it's not i know y'all niggas just be like oh wow a a black man and his brother makes hip-hop music oh when are these niggas gonna grow up no (laughs) he's very fucking good at it and i wouldn't say that if he wasn't you know what i mean like um and the thing that's with with rodney's beats playing them on here is it's a little bit 
different because like he didn't give me these beats designed to be interludes. He just gave me like some beats like, yo, these are this is what I've been working on. Mm-hmm. And this is old shit. Like he's better, he's even better now. Like he's getting better so fast. But um yeah, that I the problem is his beats, 30 seconds isn't enough, as y'all can feel. Like it's starting to wake up at 30 seconds. A minute in, you like, what the fuck is a guitar? Is that a horn section? Anyway. Uh, shout out to him. Speaking of music, emails. Tony writes in, hey, Rod and Karen, I wanted to submit music for your Gender Wars segment. Aw, shit. New segment, new music. Okay, this this beat is called You Know What. All right, let's check it out. See, see what's going on with it. It looks like it's uh, two and a half minutes, so we only need the beat to be like 15 to 30 seconds, but well, let's see what it sounds like. kind of chill I need a little bit more arguing need lead I need like some I don't know some some clips from baby boy on it or something but it's a start it's a start and I and of course the beat is dope I'll definitely use it for um uh, transitions and stuff mm-hmm. but I want a gender war specific beat like I want somebody that they take yeah, some yeah. good clips where they go back and forth yeah. with each other mm-hmm. like I wanted to feel a little bit like uh that Kendrick Lamar song uh from from uh the last album where he where it was like you know I'm sick of these emotional ass don't mad bitches these like niggas that. ain't shit like I want, yes, I, I want that vibe I want y'all to be like God I hope they turn that off that's how I feel when I see gender wars coming yes. up yes like I said I probably used to do a transition but that's what we're looking for for people that's like I want to submit something for gender wars that's what we're looking for yeah so but I but once again that's Thank a dope you. beat yeah it's a dope beat but yeah give me that motherfucker we cry together feeling <laughs> can we cry together um thank you thank you Tony uh let's see Alonzo says Denzel what's up man uh i hope that you and karen are doing well i feel like you are both you are because you both sound great either that or you're both great actors i mean after after what's going on with Jada and will who knows <laughs> who knows y'all we, we could be just be pretending right. you know you know y'all be like uh uh they say they're in the same room but look them background they completely different they they ain't even been, they never even they best friends they've been separated since 2010 right. i don't know why they playing they bad marriage for life over there <laughs> Right. Either way, listening to you is always <laughs> gratifying. When I saw the line, the title of your show, I thought that you were going to be talking about Equalizer Three. That movie got a lot of flack, but strangely enough, I enjoyed it. I have a few other thoughts about this episode. Well, we did do a review of it, and mm-hmm. that is on our the Blackout Tips for movie review. Yes, so you it check is. it out now. Yeah. First, I got a revelation that you've been using Fiverr for voice impressions this whole time. I thought for sure you've been using the AI voice generator. Thanks for supporting human beings. Oh, nah, yeah, I, it was always been people that did the impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me that I saw this great Denzel voice impersonator either on IG or TikTok. I'll try to find him again, but you know how the algorithm is. I might never find him again. I don't think I can forgive you for pull it, putting that pussy hole pink booty hole brown in my head, but <laughs> I'll get over it eventually. Uh, that preacher talking about women definitely sound like he recently got rejected or that a woman caught him staring at her and he had to put him she had to put him in his place he sounded bitter as fuck yeah i feel like he that something up with him 
Yeah. Yeah. He duff protests too much. Come on, right? Lastly, as you may have heard, I'm back in the podcast space. I have two episodes under my belt, and I love to have you and Karen come back sometime. Well, that's all that I can think of for now. I hope to see you soon. Yours truly, Zoe. All right, I'll hit you back with an email, dog. Appreciate you. Uh, Shlanda says, or like Lonnie says, uh, Black Talk Radio going conservative. Hi, Rod and Karen. Love the show. Wanted to speak on the radio station that went conservative. Detroit City is still majorly black, even though some whites are moving back into the downtown revitalization. Once you get out of Metro Detroit, it is very conservative. I live in a rural area about 40 miles from Detroit, and there are plenty of people around here with Trump flags in their yard. Remember, this is the state that had to uh, plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitner, Whitmer. Mm-hmm. Cue up the good work, Lonnie. Yep, that's they won't be listening. Yeah, yes. Uh, this is Desiree who writes in, hi, Rod and Karen. I try to keep up with new music, but it's hard when your peers stop. I'm 56 and I almost, and I mostly hear eighties and nineties playlists when I'm hanging out with people in my age range. And to be honest, some places where I could hear new music are not places I want to be. I hear you on that. Mm -hmm. What has helped me stay somewhat current is joining the chat early and searching on Spotify for the music you play that I like. I first heard the why i love the moon uh song in the chat uh yeah by phony people love them Mm -hmm. and like the album so much that i found out phony people playing at my at the blue note this september here in new york my husband and i went to see them and it was so much fun thanks dj rod also npr's tiny desk concerts are exposing to a bunch of new artists and old artists of different genres yeah that's how i got put on the moon moon flesh uh moon moon fresh I, I want to say, right. yeah, I'm going to say that's I what I thought it up. was. But you know me, I tank everything, so I, I might a, be I wrong. A, I had a crisis. Of, yeah, I said it right. Okay. okay. I just, as I was saying it, I got less confident in myself. I was like, wait a minute. Am I being <laughs> old and black? I just fucked up somebody's name. <laughs> somebody going to write in. It's Mimi Fresh, Rod. Okay. You're old. Um, but yeah, that's how I got put on. My mom actually sent me a link to them. Uh, thanks again for all you do. Much love, Desiree. P.S. The Blue Note is a really nice place for introverts to hear live music for when you're back in New York. Thank you. Thank you. And lastly, this is for, this says Fayetteville University. is from Vicky who says, Hi, Roddy Karen. Thanks for always putting out the best content ever. My son is looking at colleges and Fayetteville is on his list. We're on our way up uh, in PNW in Seattle and plan to visit on um, visiting if he gets accepted. My son is by, and we're both wondering what the scene is like for LGBTQ folks at Fayetteville. Their policies look great, but maybe you have a little more insight. Thanks in advance. We're both big fans. So it's been too long since I was there to right. to really give you any true like. This is what it's like on the ground at the campus, right? Um. Since I'm not, since we're not students, I would probably, if if possible, if your son is comfortable with that, I would actually ask like uh, 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 the per- a person maybe uh, that uh, either in the dean's office or a person in the um, like if you have like a tour or something set yeah, up, you do a tour. A, ask a fellow student or something. I, or, you know, there's got to be a LGBTQ group on campus. Maybe you can email or something. Um, I would do that first, you know, and especially a student group, not not like no offense to the to the office, but the office's job is to promote the campus no matter what. Correct. I would reach out to a student group to be like, what's it like here for real? Am I going to be isolated alone? Is this shit going to be weird and hard? Because one thing about HBCUs, I, I love my HBCU. I wouldn't trade it for for the world. I love going there. But um, 
sometimes, at least when I was there. So let me preface yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. When I was there, ago. sometimes it could be a little churchy. And I don't mean churchy in like they was walking in the in a classroom saying mm-hmm. like, we don't like gay people, nothing like that. But like, you know, it's just like a general like conservative bent to the like administration not the students obviously populist but But, and i'm sure that there's a bunch of white schools that feel that way too you know especially private schools religious schools and Mm -hmm. stuff but public schools i know white schools are kind of hand off hands off on that a little bit like it's a little bit more like (laughs) in a i guess not to sound shady but a lack of concern where it's just like fuck it you're just here to spend money and pass classes if you don't do that that's on you fuck you um, but sometimes some of the like taking a person under their arm can be like, hey, come to church with us or something like that. That's what um, I was in the scholarship program for like three of my five years there. And that was one of the things my freshman year was always they were trying to get me to do social stuff, but it wasn't social stuff I wanted to do. Right. You know, yeah. and I was coming of age. I was 17 and I, you know, and, and then I realized I'm grown. I don't, I don't have, have to do shit. Right. So they'd be like, you want to go to church? And I'm like, no, I'm going to go play basketball. And I just go do that. Um, but yeah, I, I would reach out to a student organization yeah, to, to find somebody out somebody on campus. Because things have changed. So a lot of that may have, may not be the same. Right. If there's a Reddit right. or a social media or something, there's something where you can get in contact with students from Fayetteville state. And if that's what I would do. Um, cause like I said, I can't even imagine yeah, I'm pretty the sure differences cause I feel like society's changed a lot since yes. 1996 when I was in uh, freshman or whatever. So, I feel like too much of that has changed for me to be like, this is what it's like. I, when I was there, I still remember everyone, the whole, I, I remember everyone being homophobic. I remember there was a time where there was a guy that I was, uh, I, I, 99% sure was gay. I don't know how else to put nine. it. Like it is. I, I hate to even sound stereotypical like that, but I want to be real with everybody and realistic with people. And I know people know what the fuck I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. but it was a person that everyone, he was like flamboyantly gay, quote unquote. And to me, it was, I just like, oh yeah, he's gay. That's of course I didn't have any hangups about it. Mm -hmm. That just wasn't, that wasn't one of the things that I thought was like, we're going to pick on people. I Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, he's gay. And that's, that's whatever. And I just remember one time I was talking with some dudes and he came over and he started talking bad about gay people. And I think maybe he thought, so we would be like high five, bro. You know, we also hate the gays or whatever, but it just came off like weird. Cause everybody was like, wait, wait, what you hate? You hate yo- yourself. We, we don't have a problem with you. You cool with us. Right. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, like it did, you know, but I don't know what his experience was separately i don't know what experience was on a day-to-day so who knows you know that he may have learned it's better to 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 talk about what people think i am than to just than to and say bad shit than to then to hope that these dudes are gonna be inclusive so right um that's a long time ago that's the only real experience i remember Right, it's also one of those things where, like you said, things have changed. Yeah. University has, has evolved. But like right said, particularly with the Reddit boys, a lot of times on the Reddit boys is when, you know, you'll see people giving, like, comments. Well, Reddit, like the reason I say Reddit is not so you can go on there because I think Reddit is still not an accurate reflection of much. I, I, I agree. but So but what I'm saying picture. is you can go on Reddit and maybe find some contact information 
for whatever groups on campus there are. I would talk to groups because I feel like they would keep it real because their job isn't to get you to go to school. Their job is to make life better for LGBTQ people on campus. Correct. So I think if you said, hey, I'm a little worried about coming on a camp. What is life like? They're going to tell you the real more than any ambassador to the school is going to tell you. Not that those people would are lying, but I just feel but like their job is to sell. Their the job is to sell. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to, it'll be like, oh, it's straight. And you're like, mm, I'd like to know some facts. All right. So, uh, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back throughout the week. Uh, until next time, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.